Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast, and today's edition is all about sleep. Now, here's the thing, right? I, I wanted to talk about sleep so much because it's been such a game changer for me in the last seven to eight months, actually since January. I'm going to kind of break down the story of, you know, for me, for, first of all, from my own eyes, you know, how it's become so important because, you know, I've preached it, you know, and, and talked about the science of sleep this whole time inside of the gym. But the reality for about 10 years, you know, I was, uh, I was basically, you know, hashtag team no sleep. <laughs> there literally was a five year probably, uh, stint where from Sunday through Friday, I was actually averaging about three, three and a half hours a night. And, uh, and, you know, kind of like hustle, proud of it type of thing. Now, you know, I'll say this, that those were the times that I really uh, was pushing to grow the business. I was I was training people legitimately anywhere from like 10 to 14, even 16 hours a day. I was doing a crazy, crazy long days. Um, and, you know, it was just like that mindset. I'd say the Eastern European born Yugoslavia, work your ass off mindset um, to build stuff. But it became, you know, became a habit and, and, and a belief system that like, hey, this is the way you have to do it. And, uh, you know, and number one, I, I think I handled it better than maybe a lot of people would, but it destroyed me over over the years. Um, and like ingrained like really, really bad habits. I had probably a bunch of injuries that, you know, could have been avoided because of the lack of sleep and lack of recovery, uh, adrenal fatigue many, many times. And uh, like this past January, uh, I ended up getting my blood work done and I, I haven't done it in a long time and my hormones were shot. Uh, my free range testosterone was, I mean, in the red, uh, my testosterone was low. I had a bunch of different, you know, I had, uh, HDL was in the red. I mean, uh, what else, what else do we have? Uh, vitamin D, uh, really low vitamin D, uh, really low, uh, what else? Magnesium. I mean, I had, I had a bunch of stuff, but everything that was definitely hormonally associated, um, was in the shitter and and I was like okay I gotta you know I gotta I gotta do something about it and make a significant change so in January I kind of started constructing a plan to uh you know it's like if there's one thing I'm going to change in the next kind of year um you know with these 90 with these 90 day goals it was to change my sleep and to start averaging seven to eight hours a night um which for me was like you know as a huge shift right huge shift we're talking about uh, you know, at that point in time, I was probably getting in the five, five plus range. Uh, so better than, you know, those five, six years of sleeping like three and a half hours a night, but, uh, still not good, you know? And, and like I said, I got, a, I got a pretty crazy schedule, uh, you know, train six days a week, sometimes seven, um, you know, doing a lot of work, traveling a lot. And so those things combined, uh, you know, can can put a beating on you, like I said, if you don't recover right. And so in the past years, I've been improving it. But this year I made like a really conscious, uh, I'll say intentional effort to change it. And I can say that the results have been, you know, I, I'm going to kind of say like short of, you know, <laughs> almost spectacular in, in so many ways, because so now it's been, let's say seven, eight months um, since I started that project. And uh, my hormones have in, improved significantly. I did blood work again. Uh, they've improved a ton. Um, still going to work on it. Still going to push that to get better. But I am way more rested. I train less and all my lifts have gone up. Uh, I get more done in less time. Uh, my 
resting heart rate is lower. Uh, just my general, like I said, how rested I feel after a night, uh, a night of sleep. My stress throughout the day uh, has been so much better, even in an insanely stressful situation. So, uh, you know, to, to, I think that so many times we look at sleep as just something that happens, right? It's something that um, we kind of take for granted and we understand that, okay, you know, uh, well, I sleep, but we don't really, really think about just like anything else. It's just not what you do, but how you do it. And and I'd have you consider that, you know, sleep is not just, okay, you know, you're, you're going to recover. Of course, it's like where all these processes happen uh, that help us burn fat and build muscle and recover and our brain to, you know, uh, our brain to kind of like recover as well as, as our whole body. But it's all like the thing is, if, if you don't sleep right, it doesn't just affect, you know, think about this. It doesn't just affect your mood and your stress levels and your health, like health in so many different ways. It is going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your work. Uh, and, and I mean, I can attest to that. And for anybody that doesn't sleep well, can tell if you wake up and you're stressed out and you're groggy already, things trigger you right off the bat. Um, you know, then all of a sudden you might be having, you know, uh, I would say arguments with people you love the most or you come to work and, and, and your mind is not sharp and all of a sudden you're not getting shit done and that stresses you out, right? It creates this cascade of consequences uh, in all areas of your life, you know? So I would say, you know, sleep is crucial and actually more crucial than most people would like to admit for, you know, the health in their body, the improving, you know, business and getting more stuff done and thinking more clearly, uh, you know, relationships. And like I said, de-stressing yourself and allowing yourself to recover from all these different areas of life. And I legitimately, you know, looking back anytime I would talk about it on this, you know, level of like scientifically telling clients like, hey, you need to do this because it's important because of X, Y, Z. I was, you know, uh, kind of somewhat, li- not somewhat shit, I was living out of integrity because I was that, you know, uh, team no sleep, hustle my balls off, uh, you know, and not doing what I was asking them to do. And to kind of bring it back to the point, because there's a lot of, of people that, you know, you hear about, you know, kind of, uh, you know, trying to hack sleep too much and getting naps in and like only sleeping three, four hours a night uh, from, you know, guys like The Rock or Diddy or, you know, 50 Cent or, um, you know, I, I just have you consider, number one, some people can get by with less. I would say that I'm one of those people that could get by with less and still be fine. Um, but that doesn't mean it's better, you know, and, and even those those guys that are kind of like outliers, um, you know, what would it be like if they did get more and they did get better quality sleep? I always ask myself that question. And looking back now, you know, just because I, I, I hustled an 18 hour day or a 20 hour day, um, what if, you know, now I feel like I'm getting more done in, in half the time or a, a third of the time as far as actual productivity? Um, but you know, with that, with that said, uh, like I said, I want to kind of create context behind uh, this episode because it, it's my kind of my own transformation. Although I know all these X's and O's and knew all these X's and O's, uh, it it really took for me to hit the wall hard and and see stuff in in numbers, which for me mattered to see that I was going going down the shitter and something needed to change. Especially you know, like I'm, I'm I'm like I said, I'm 35 now. I'm like, hey, you know what? When I hit you know 40, 45, 50, what man, I want to I want to be like in healthy, in great shape, and you know, not just like okay, you, you know, you're looking lean and this, that, and the other. No, like longevity, right? Durability, um, you know, those things. And without quality sleep, that's very, very, very difficult to do. So what I'm going to touch on today, I'm I'm going to actually just go into tips and strategies and and be very transparent about what are some things that I have done and do 
And what are some things I'm still working on? Because, uh, you know, uh, th that's what's awesome to me is that there's still potential to improve a lot because uh, I'm not doing all of these things. Uh, but the things that I have done have been uh, have have helped and uh, work. Right. They just straight up work. And and here's the other thing. Right. We're, we're going to do another uh, episode on productivity and like how, uh, you know, one of these things, uh, I think Tim Ferriss said it, but it, it's something, you know, that that I've kind of been doing for quite a long time is, you know, the two most important parts of your day are the first 90 minutes of your day and the last 90 minutes of your day. And here's how this really connects to sleep. Right. Because your morning, you know, how like the everybody talks about morning rituals and productivity in the morning and, you know, taking time for you. And, and I would absolutely agree with that. But the thing is, is that your morning starts the night before, right? Because if you have a shit night of sleep, guess what? Like your morning is not going to be good, right? You're going to wake up. You're going to be groggy. takes longer to do stuff. You can't think clearly. You might be more irritated, right? Like it can throw off everything. So, you know, sleep really is a 24-hour thing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're not going to just, you know, I'm not just going to go over like, hey, here's the two or three little tricks that you can do before you go to bed. We're going to talk about it in the context of, of um, like the whole day, right? Because it's one of those things, right? If you don't sleep well and your cortisol's off and if your cortisol's off, it kind of like uh, makes you not sleep well. And uh, the same thing, like cortisol and melatonin, serotonin, all those different factors that play in and becomes a kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like you don't sleep well, you're more stressed out. Stress prevents you from sleeping well and it keeps going, right? So, you know, uh, I'll start with one of the things that I think, uh, at least for me, was an issue and, uh, and still is, but, but improved it vastly. And that's to keep a regular schedule, um, you know, keeping a regular schedule with sleep, at least, you know, I'd say at least for, for instance, for during the week, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it every single day. If you can, great. Uh, but for me, it was during the week and I'm, I'm starting to get close to having a pretty, pretty set schedule uh, with my sleep. And that was like really off. I mean, I would be off by two, three hours a lot of days sometimes. But what, what ends up happening is if you start keeping a regular schedule with with your sleep is that your body starts getting used to it and and it starts essentially releasing calm, calming hormones, uh, you know, when you start getting prep, prepping for bed and then it releases like uh, essentially stimulating hormones when you get up, when you have a schedule, right? When you don't, basically that's out of the equation and then that starts becoming one of those things where it prevents you from getting as restful a sleep, right? Because like I said, things getting ingrained into our nervous system, there's a pattern, and then that's what starts happening if you keep regular sleep schedule, and that's gonna help you out a ton. Um, number two is, look, by, by the way, we're shooting this at around uh, one o'clock, so just so you know, I'm sticking to the schedule. I, I, I've really, really reduced my caffeine. Um, you know, that was, that was a, a big issue for me. Like I drink in a lot of caffeine throughout the day, the whole day, I mean, you know, before workout, I work out usually at 6 or 7 p.m. So, you know, that that's not a good bet. So one of the things is like keeping caffeine and alcohol to minimum. And caffeine, you know, trying to like lock it down like 2, 3 p.m. Uh, at the latest. because Now, get, now taking it in the morning can actually uh, bump up your cortisol, which is fine because it gets you into that cycle. So sometimes in the morning, you know, if you don't have adrenal fatigue, if you're super adrenally fatigued, you should probably start cutting out uh, caffeine, period. But uh, if not, like you could take some caffeine in the morning and it kind of boosts your cortisol and it kind of gets you in those natural cycles. That's fine. But, you know, doing it later on in the day might keep you amped up and it will prevent you from sleeping well. Right. Because some of the people like here, here's the thing. Right. Uh, we'll go like, well, I, I, I drink some alcohol 
in the evening to, to calm me down. So it's not a lot, but just to wind me down. Now, even though it may feel like you're getting, you know, you're winding down and you go to sleep, you probably are not going to get quality sleep if you do. So that's another habit that is really worthy of, uh, of addressing, right? So one is caffeine and two is alcohol, right? And just realizing just because you get, you know, you kind of get like more more tired and mellow, it doesn't mean that your sleep is better because we're looking for quality sleep and not just the quantity of sleep. Now I'm going to take a sip of this caffeine so I get it done before 2 p.m. Um, number three here would be a, uh, doing a brain dump. Now, the brain dump, like if you're anything like me and you have a ton on your mind, right? I'm always thinking about projects I have to do, emails I have to send, people I have to call, things I have to create, meetings I have to have, and there's a lot of that. And, you know, uh, I'll, I'll throw in a little kind of uh, tip here. I use something called LeanKit, and, and Mike Robertson got me onto this. Uh, LeanKit is a, it, it's kind of like a little software where you can put these, I mean, it's, it's really simple to see all your tasks and projects, what's ready to go, what you're doing, what's been done. Um, so I put everything that I have to do into LeanKit every single day I'm adding or removing, uh, moving it along. It's like very drag and drop because that way it's like, I know I didn't forget about it, right? I also take, uh, think about like these four by six cards uh, that I'll put notes on every single day on what I need to do next day. Three to five things, uh, I try to keep it uh, to less than five things because otherwise you start getting overwhelmed by it. But like three to five main things that I need to get done that day. And so then I do that before bed because guess what? Like then the next day, essentially like I'm like, all right, I know what I need to do. Uh, but I also have a journal where I do kind of like a brain dump as far as like, is there any worries that I have? You know, any thoughts that I got going through? Like I just basically anything that could stress me thinking about it because if I don't do it, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm laying there looking at the ceiling, like going through all this stuff going through my mind and it, and it doesn't allow me to calm down. And you know, that's not, whoop, knock that mic there. Um, you know, it, it doesn't allow me to, to, to really relax and, and, and go to sleep, right? But if I do a brain dump, it, it like, put it this way, I know I got it somewhere on paper that I can come and wake up the next morning and essentially get back to it <laughs> and start stressing then if necessary, right? Um, turning off electronics. So this is, this is one of the things that like, uh, it, just make it the number four point. Turning off electronics is still something, like I still have phone by my bed. Now what I've started doing, I've, I flip it, turn it down so that there's no light. So I do wake up uh, when the alarm clock but everything else is out of my room, right? So uh, every other, like I, I used to have the iPads, the, the, the computer and stuff. Uh, I do not watch TV in my room. Uh, I, I basically have a TV that's pretty much non-functional. I literally haven't watched that TV in four and a half years. And, um, and essentially, so here, here's the kicker. I haven't, I, for about two years, I didn't have anything, not cable, not Wi-Fi TV. And for the last two, I just have Wi-Fi. Uh, TV, so you know, I, I, in my in my living room, I can watch Netflix and stuff like that, things that I pick. But I think it's very important to separate those two because if you put a TV in your living room, like you're setting yourself up to like laying down, you know, watching stuff as you go to sleep, and now all of a sudden you got, you know, you got a, a, a like white light, which is gonna, you know, bust up cortisol and prevent you from sleeping. And we'll talk about that in a second. But just like saying, getting all the electronics out of the room, like, hey, look, if you're watching TV, cool, but have it in a separate room so that you have to get up, shut it down, and um, and essentially, you know, have a separated space where it's like you're not always in front of like media and white light. And 
give yourself about 60 minutes, right? Give yourself about 60 minutes before you, uh, like, let's say you're, oh, what we got going on here? We didn't, we didn't transfer, I guess. Um, but give yourself about 60 minutes before you, before, like, let's, let's just say this way, right? Like you got to turn stuff off and give yourself 60 minutes of time before you actually go to sleep. So if you're, if you're like, Hey, turn off, you know, turn off my phone, look at my phone, five minutes, three minutes, whatever, before you go, uh, try to go to sleep. That's not going to help, uh, uh, like cortisol and melatonin get back to like those regular levels that you want to have them and calm down to where you can go to bed. Right. So that's very important. Like if you're like right on the phone, uh, and, and doing that, that's not going to help. Now, if you are on the screens, I don't know, like 30, you know, 45, 30 minutes, whatever before, uh, you can, you can, app, uh, there's different apps, but like one that I use is flux. So F, uh, dot L U X flux will just dim the light. It will, it will change the light. So it's not white light. So little stuff like that can help out. So at a certain point in time, my screen on a computer in the evening turns, uh, changes the light. So it's not, uh, it's not affecting, I would say my, uh, my cortisol levels as much. And so that's a little tactic that you can, you can go with, but electronics are big because if you're, like I said, in the middle of the night, if texts are going off, if light is going off, uh, it's affecting you. And sometimes you might not even know it. So, um, you know, that, that's a big thing. Next up, like, I think we're on number five, because right? I didn't say we're going to listen, but going to bed before midnight. Actually, one of the, the, the first person that was, uh, that told me this was like Eric Cressy, uh, uh, many years ago. He was like, Hey, like a, a hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours of sleep after midnight. And there's been a lot of studies done after that. Now, I don't know how much of this is, you know, uh, confirmed or what now, but it does keep coming up and that multiple sleep experts have been saying this. And, you know, I always went to sleep after midnight, you know, 3 a.m., 2 a.m., uh, you know, and get, getting up at like 5 a.m. or 5.30 or, you know, even 4.45 for, for a long time to where uh, now I can say that actually I, there's a lot of nights where I go to sleep at, you know, right at midnight or 11.30 uh, or even 11, which for me was a huge, huge shift. And, you know, really what it is, is that, that it's kind of like the, our, our sleep rhythms, right? Circadian sleep rhythms. It's like, we should go to sleep when it gets dark and we should get up when it's light. Right. And our bodies work best that way. Now I get it. Like, Hey, I, I, I can definitely uh, empathize with what, you know, work, uh, family, all the different stuff that you got to do or working later at night. But it's just like anything else. I always talk about this, right? There's death and then there's optimal health. Everybody's somewhere in between. Like if you're sleeping four hours a night, I, I don't, you know, don't, don't like work to get to eight by next week, work to get to five, five and a half maybe, right? And keep inching up. Cause guess what? That extra hour and a half of sleep is definitely going to help you a ton, right? So it, it took me, like I said, seven or eight months to get to where I'm today, where I'm sleeping, you know, seven, seven and a half hours, probably every night on average. So just work your way, you know, towards that. Um, and, and think about this. So reverse engineer, right? So think about uh, if like, if you're going to sleep at like 5.30, uh, or, or should I say, if you're, if you were trying to get up at 5.30 in the AM, if you, if you have to get at least seven hours of sleep, reverse engineer that by seven hours back. So what would that be, right? 5.30, that means like 9.30, right? So at 9.30, it, you know, you should kind of start going to bed. And remember that it's like, it, it takes about 15, 30 minutes for you to get, you know, to get to, to sleep. Like, it's not like you're going to wait, like lay down and you're just knocked out uh, unless you're exhausted. And, but that doesn't happen majority of the time. I, I, you know, I'm 
I'd assume that, like I know for me, like when I lay down, I don't go to sleep right away. So map it out so you can start prepping to go to sleep and just reverse engineer it. I think that a lot of people don't look at it that way. Hey, if I want to get at least my seven hours of sleep, then guess what? Like when should I be going to sleep? And you know, and maybe you can't at 9.30 or 10, but can you go at 11 and you've been going at 12.30 or something like that? So that's really important. And um, Gene, Gene's telling me to squat, stop squeaking my chair, but it's like, man, this is tough. It's hard for me not move. <laughs> um, one of the, uh, the other thing like that, and, and you know, this is something that obviously I continue to you know to do and I've been doing for a long time, but it's like exercising regularly like really, really helps you sleep better. And so like, you know, why? Well, because exercise isn't very sympathetic, right? It like revs up the sympathetic nervous system and your body then naturally will bump down into parasympathetic and, and help you recover. Now, I'll say this, you know, get your workout in whenever you can, because there's, it's all, you know, it's like, hey, this is when it's, people will say this is when it's optimal, I say it's optimal when you can get it in, whether that's you know early in the morning, whether it's for lunch. Me personally, I train majority of the time in the evening, which for many, you know, at least as late as I train, it might not be the best thing. I, I train sometimes as late as 7 p.m. or even later. Uh, but you know, the later you train, you might be revved up from the workout, right? Because we talked about how it gets you in a flight or fight, it gets you sympathetic. So with that said, you know, if, if you train super late and you try to go to sleep like really close after that, that's going to be tough. So just just know that it's going to take you a little bit to, to wind down, which is also the reason why, why uh, you know, every time when, when, when we train people, we have, you know, we follow Mike Robertson's kind of like R7 protocol. And the last part of that R7 is recovery. And, you know, after somebody's done with the training session, they'll go to the back and, and foam roll. And, you know, we could discuss the science of foam rolling, but what it does is it helps people recover and we have them do breathing drills. So we just get them from that wound up to when they leave, they calm down a little bit. They walk out of the door and their body already starts recovering. And, and that's also something that's gonna, you know, help them sleep better there, right? So that's really important. Um, and so just think about it this way. I, I doubt that most people are, you know, going to train and then within an hour going to sleep. Um, but keep that in mind that like training and exercise is very important, you know, especially uh, building up the strength training. But find out what's the best time for you because that's more important than, you know, saying, well, I, you know, I can't train at night, so I'm not going to train. Like, no, get it in. Like, wherever you're at, like, remember that, you know, you can start slow. If you're doing nothing, you can start walking. If you're, you know, or, or just doing bodyweight exercises, if you're training once a week, you can bump it up to twice a week, right? Remember, just progressing slowly. Um, one of the things that like I I love and and you know finding ways to get yourself to like get ready for sleep better, and you've heard like so somebody asked me say hey Luca people uh, say a, a warm shower is really good before you go to bed and some people go like well take a cold like contrast shower before you go to bed and actually both can work so here's why right if you take a if you take a warm shower then first of all, it's de-stressing, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's ever taken a warm shower and came out of it and going like, oh, I'm more stressed out than when it went in, right? It relaxes you, okay? Like, I mean, and, and, and that's what essentially heat does. Like, it's relaxing, blood flow, blood, blood's flowing, and so on and so forth. So a lot of times people just kind of de-stress and can end up going to sleep better. But if you take a cold shower, and it's, this is the reason why I go to Banya once or twice a week, I mean, apart from like the, all the recovery that you get from it, but you know, I'll do like a really hot sauna, cold plunge pool. And then when I leave, right, because the thing is the cold 
essentially like it's so cold it stimulates this uh, kind of like fight or flight response right but after you get out your body kicks in and to rest and digest because it's trying to basically uh, think about it fight that you know it's trying to kick into recovery to to address that 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 big uh spike in sympathetic so that helps you sleep now i'm gonna go ahead and say like whatever works best for you I'm pretty sure that like if you're watching this, you're like, hey, you know what, shit, like a, a warm shower sounds a lot better than you know a cold contrast shower does. And uh, you know, I, I, I would say that, yeah, but I, I've also heard of a lot of people that have got my brother is actually one of them that like is in uh, build a habit of taking like a five ten minute contrast shower and sleeps like a baby. And I'll say like every time I go down to Russian bathhouse, I go to Banya Five in downtown Seattle. Like I said, once to twice a week. I mean, whenever I'm really got a lot of stuff going on and I know I need to get quality sleep, I go there because I sleep like a, a baby. Like I stay there for two hours and, and do the cycle of hot sauna, cold plunge pool, lay down for 10 minutes and read and do that four times through, or well, three to four times through, you know, drive back home. And I'm like, man, when I get back, like I'm ready to go to bed and, it, and it's game over and I'm knocked out. And that's part of the, part of the reason. But find out what works for you uh, to where like I said, you just go to sleep better and you're relaxed and calm. If you're somebody that's like really, you know, uh, like high strung and, and you're like, hey, I just need something relaxing, go for the warm shower and see how you feel. You know, maybe once a week, try to contrast and see how you feel and then make a decision on how you're going to move forward. I, I think doing the contrast shower every night sometimes can be quite, you know, daunting. But if you get in a if you get in a flow of it, it can it can be perfectly fine. Um, the we talked about like how, how to, you know, kind of like making the, the uh, everybody talks about sleep caves, right? So I'm gonna touch on a couple of points of what's really helped me, uh, you know, making the room as dark as possible, right? Because anytime, I, I only realized like how my room was not that dark. Uh, I even put the blinds down and, and some of the light was coming through, but it was I was just used to it. And I didn't think that it affected my sleep. And then I got, a, um, so I'm subscribed to that, uh, I think it's the biohacking package from quarterly.com. And it used to be a Tim Ferriss one. Now it's a biohackers one. <clears throat> and um, Kelly's, one of them, one of the packages that came was Kelly Sturettes and it was a sleep package. And inside was this sleep pillow that's been awesome. But the thing that's helped the most are like these shades that you put over. You can do them on flights and stuff, right? So it just covers my eyes. I pull them all the way down. And when I pulled them down, even though it was dark in my room, the difference between the darkness was like huge, right? Huge. And once I started to use those, I started sleeping better. And especially like I stopped waking up at night. So that was a big, big thing. So like, I don't know, they probably cost like 20 bucks. I'll, I'll find a link and put it uh, in the podcast section below of, of which ones I, I have. But that was huge. So making your room really dark if you got a lot of lights, like I said, that's why taking away TVs and phones and even alarm clocks that shine, it makes a big difference. For me, just getting those shades was a game changer uh, because I have lights from outside of my room on an alley that like shine in. And, uh, and, and that was actually bugging my sleep without me knowing it until I changed it up. So that's a big thing. Creating a sleep area. So we talked about like this, this whole like sleep cave and stuff, right? Um, so this is one thing that I do have to address. So my room is not the uh, uh, the most organized room. If anybody knows me, I'm I'm pretty you know it's like a clusterfuck sometimes. Books everywhere, notes everywhere, and um and you know that's that's uh, I'm getting an organizer to actually like organize my whole apartment, make it really uh, uh like really tidy and clean, and 
to give me strategies how to keep that. I mean, this is like literally somebody that's a professional that, that works with people like me that that, that are uh, all over the place, right? And so that I can he- keep some semblance of organization. Now, I don't even care about as much of my office, but where I sleep, it does matter because when I come in and things are are not the you know the way they should be, there's automatic kind of like subconscious, uh, you know, kind of I would say anxiety, right? And so that's something I can definitely improve on. But like if you come into your room and it's and it's made to be like zen and you know feng shui and and, and relaxing, you're gonna do b- better with that. So I know that's something I still need to work on, uh, but that is gonna help you out a ton. Um, room temperature is also another thing that that you know you've probably heard about. Like I think it's like 67 or 68 degrees is, is which is pretty you know it's cool and and um, is is what it's said to be. It usually you don't want to go below 60, but the kicker is you just sleep better. Your body goes uh, to sleep better when it's cool, right? If you're hot, it's not going to help out. And this is going to be different for all types of people. So you, you got to kind of find what's going on there. Uh, like, do you like, you know, thin covers when it's cool, like maybe a little thicker covers, but if you're, you know, if you're under the covers and sweating like crazy at night, like that's not going to be a good night's sleep. Uh, and some people complain, well, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm a naturally more cold blooded person. Like I, I can't handle the cold and so on and so forth. But I promise you this, if you, if you're cranking heat, like, you know, in 75, 80, which I've seen a lot of people doing over the seventies, like, man, cool down your room and you will get a better night's sleep and, and give it a chance, like give it an opportunity to, um, you know, not, not just like, Hey, I used to have a super hot. Now it's cooler. You know, it doesn't work. No, like give it an opportunity. Like science shows that you sleep better when you have a cooler room. And, um, and like I said, you don't need to make it freezing, but they're, they're there in between the 60s or 68 somewhere. Say 68 is, is, is probably uh, the best bet. Like I don't, I don't turn on the heat in my, my house most of the times for that reason um, when, I, when I go to sleep. So that's pretty damn important. Now, you know, another thing that I didn't mention here, but it's, it's uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, you know, I bought a, a sleep number bed. And this is what's crazy, right? Like, I mean, I, actually, I was crazy for this because... If you spend, let's say, seven hours a night in at sleep, right? That means that you're spending a th- at more than a third of your life sleeping. So, if more than a third of your life you're sleeping, like how important is it to invest in a bed so that when you you can wake up rested, you have quality sleep? And we just talked about all the different things that you know that happen if if uh, if you're not sleeping. And so, uh, you know, that investment was one of the best investments I've ever made. And, you know, whether it's whether you prefer Tempur-Pedic or sleep numbers or there's a lot of, you know, high quality beds, but it's like, man, like that should be that should be a, a huge on, you know, it, it's the same thing as, you know, uh, investing in a, in a quality space where you work or live or right. It's like you don't you, you don't want to be with your family in a, in a space that is all cluttered and makes everybody stressed out and it doesn't, you know, uh, support the quality of life and things like that. But this is your health. I mean, your body is your temple. It's your vehicle to get you to do everything you want in life. I mean, like from your career to your, to your, to your health, to like how you look, to your relationships, everything. Right. So just think about that 33, 40%, whatever, you know, 30% of of the time that you spend on this earth is going to be in a bed most of the time. Right. Like it's probably smart for you to invest in that. And so with that said, uh, it like, Cause I, cause I didn't touch on this, but you know, we, we talk a lot about body transformations and, and, and physical performance. Right. And, and the reality is, is like all of those suffer tremendously, right? We're, we're talking about the whole quality of life, but if we just look at physically, all of those suffer tremendously 
because of what happens if you don't sleep, right? Your sleep, if you don't sleep, cortisol goes up. It's a stress hormone. When you're more stressed, you're more apt to have, you know, emotional eating, triggers of food, things like that. So, and you have more time to eat. So, you know, and, and, and like all, a lot of studies now show that one of the reasons that obesity in kids has gone up has been the lack of sleep, or should I say less sleep, right? So kids are up longer, uh, you know, and obviously what are kids doing a lot of times? Well, you know, playing games and, and from iPads and TV and stuff like that, which triggers, uh, which affects hormones and development, but it also creates time and uh, for, for kids and just people in general to eat more, right? So you got this whole effect of, and, and, and like I said, if, if you're very stressed out and you have less time to recover, it's the whole stimulus versus recovery thing, right? And now if you're training, same thing, the more you train, like we're seeing all these problems for people that are training a lot, they're not getting enough recovery. So sleep is just such a uh, an important, uh, I would say, part of all of those factors that it, it just should be, you know, it just should be a priority. And like I said, it's just not sexy, right? It's not, it's, you, it's hard to market. It, it's like, it just doesn't have this amazing tagline, right? Like, uh, hey, what should I do? Well, sleep more. And it's like, okay, dude, what's, you know, what program do I need? What supplementation do I need? What the... Uh, you know, what are all these different things uh, that, that just don't sound great where you make a you know TV commercial or, hey, call us in and get more sleep, right? <laughs> but that, you know, but it is that important. Like it legitimately is. And w- what we started doing actually quite a, a while ago is like, you know, we have sleep questionnaires and, and stress questionnaires where that might be one of the first thing that we started addressing with clients. And when they improve it, they see great results with fat loss, improve, you know, uh, reduction of stress, improvement in performance all these different things. Uh, to come back to to, uh, to a couple more tips, Let, you know, trying to work with your natural uh, circadian rhythms is very important. We talked about like eliminating all this blue light and things like that, but also, you know, what about when you're getting up? And so one of the things is, uh, I, I do still use alarm clocks. Uh, I, I have a light and I got it from Amazon. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, it's a light. When I set the alarm, what happens is it in, in increments, it starts turning the light on, just like if the sun is coming up in a room. And, uh, and it basically goes on, at, the way I've said it is that at, it, it takes about 15 minutes to, uh, for, the, for the light to fully come on, and when the light fully comes on is also when my alarm clock on the phone goes off. Uh, and basically what I did for that is just, just in case the light doesn't wake me up, because remember I have my, um, my sleep shades on, uh, the alarm well, and that's been working really well. And, and, and I end up getting waking up pretty rested because we have, remember, we have like circadian rhythms, which are about an hour and a half where you have deep sleep. And if you've ever woken up and, and slept a pretty good amount of time and woke up and you were completely groggy, it's probably because you, you know, you woke up in while you were in your deep sleep. So the cool thing about it is our body, if we have a, a pattern, like I talked about at the beginning, having a schedule. Is, is good at waking us up in natural sleep patterns. And, uh, you know, there's there's like iPhone have has a sleep cycle app now that can help you out with that. Uh, you have, you know, you have ways to, tra- uh, to track uh, like your sleep at, at night. Did you wake up from, you know, bands like Up and Zen? And uh, there's a lot of little uh, different gadgets that can, that can help you assess your sleep, which I think is important, right? Because, well, we've had a number of clients come in and, and go like, man, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but like, you know, I'm tired. I'm, you know, I've, I've changed stuff and I'm, I'm not getting better. And then they started tracking their sleep for 14 days. And it was like, holy crap, I get up, you know, 20 times at night without even knowing it. Uh, and, you know, sometimes one of the things that is definitely worthwhile checking uh, up on is sleep apnea. 
Um, you know, a lot more people have sleep apnea than you think. And not just uh, where a, a huge, you know, I would say precursor for it is 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 uh, being overweight and obese. But but you can like, for instance, I had sleep apnea for a number of years and it was very stress related. And that was preventing me from getting quality sleep at night as well. So checking into that is, is huge. And now you can do it with uh, take home devices as well, uh, which I'll, I'll post a link in there. Well, like basically you borrow the device. It's a really simple setup. Uh, and you can check, uh, like basically you set it up and, and it, the device will tell you how many times you woke up, breathing patterns, all these different things. Uh, because like I said, you want to go to the cause, right? You want to go to the cause. If, you, if you're just going like, well, um, you know, I'm going to prove this and prove this and prove this and your sleep is completely shit and you get no rest and recovery while you're sleeping. Like that's such a big, I would say, problem that like the rest of the stuff is really not going to uh, affect it. Um, and and, and kind of like uh, one of the things that, that really helps out is if you, you know, get in the sun as soon as you possibly can. I think it was <laughs> Buddy Moore, like Buddy Moore is the thing said, uh, you know, the best thing that you can do for yourself is, you know, uh, stay in the sun 15 minutes every day naked. Uh, and, and man, I'm down for that. Like, <laughs> but the, the reality is that, you know, you do, you want to, you want to be out in the sun. And even if it's, if it's winter, you know, even if it's not like uh, sunny, like you're still getting some of those benefits. And remember that, that the sun has UVA and UVB rays. And so it doesn't like UVB rays, you have to literally go out to get them right. And UVB rays are the ones that produce vitamin D which most people are deficient in, at least in, in places where there's not a lot of sun. So, you know, getting out in the sun, getting those UVB rays is very, very crucial. Uh, and doing it as soon as like, you know, from 6 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. is actually when you kind of get the best, uh, uh, you get the most out of it. And it's great because if you get up in the morning, like I, I like to do these walks in the park now. Uh, I've done it for quite a long time. I live in Kulon Park. I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is uh, go for a walk. It's like 15, 20, sometimes 30 minute walk, but I'm out in the sun. I come back and then I start uh, my ritual. And the other thing too is that like getting out of bed as fast as you can, right? That's really helped me is just like, boom, alarm goes off or the light comes on, feet are down on the floor and I get up. Cause then you don't have the time to like snooze and, and do all these different things. And I, and I, you know, that's been one of my, my things in the past. I snooze the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I've, I've, I've stopped doing that. And that was my tactic is like, boom, I get up, Feet touch the ground. I go straight into the kitchen and I uh, drink my tea and then bam, I'm out the door. So, you know, uh, I, I, I want to touch on like supplementation just a little bit. And here's the thing, right? The reality is, is that like I, supplements are secondary and, and all of the foods that you kind of uh, you want to get should be from real food. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about this in, in previous podcasts when we'll in the future too with what are some you know uh, things that you're you're uh, that you're deficient? Actually, I took some notes here: uh, magnesium, selenium, vitamin C. Uh, let me pull up pull up this uh, omega threes, vitamin D and C. Like and but you know as much as I, I love supplements and and I'm actually a big fan of like uh, Total Primate Care from Onnit that has a night pack um, that has like spirulina in it. It has uh, you know uh, it has omega three fish oils and magnesium and things like that. Uh, you know, you want to get that from real foods, right? And then so a, a variety, obviously, of leafy vegetables is great. Crucifix vegetables, uh, fruit that's different colors, uh, like fish have a ton of the uh, fish, nuts, seeds. Those have like literally everything that I mentioned. In between the combination of the foods that I mentioned, you get all of that. And uh, as much as supplements do help, and but they are supplementary, 
I've seen a lot of people kind of uh, not take in real food, organic food that has all these nutrients and just started relying on supplementation. Uh, and I, I don't think that's a good thing. I think supplementation is there on top of that to work on some of those deficiencies. But, you know, one of the ways that I've kind of uh, started addressing the getting all these nutrients in every day is, is doing my, my after the walk, I do my morning smoothie uh, and my Vitamix and I, and I pack it full of like everything that I just talked about, right? So like one of my favorites uh, go-tos is like almond milk, ice cubes, and then I put in a ton of leafy vegetables between spinach, arugula, kale, uh, and I just stuff it down. And then on top of that, I put a, a, a scoop of uh, on it uh, greens, uh, and then I put in like banana, blueberries, strawberries, I like a lot of different berries, a little bit of MCT oil, some cottage cheese, and depending on like I might mix nut butters and things like that, and then blend it all up and top it off with a lot of uh, a lot of times with certain seeds, right? And I and I uh, kind of rotate through those. But what ends up happening is like right in the morning, I'm just getting tons and tons of nutrients, um, and it tastes delicious. It tastes great. Uh, oh, by the way, I missed it. I, I also get uh, protein in that shake, um, quite a bit of it. But the whole point is, right, like that I'm, uh, if you looked up those deficiencies that you have and the things that help you uh, sleep better and like like I said, gut health, uh, pre and probiotics. And number one, I really like to go with foods that have those naturally. So anything pickled, you know, I, I love, uh, uh, I obviously love pickles, but then you got kimchi, you got sauerkraut. Uh, I try to get that uh, a couple times a week at least. Uh, and I do take some uh, some probiotics, uh, like I have a, a gut health pack from on it that I take uh, every night. So, you know, because think about this, like gut health is very important in, in regulating ser- serotonin and cortisol levels and things like that. And you got to have that. You know, a lot of people don't have quality uh, gut health and that really affects, you know, a lot of things beyond just sleep. So but I, I, my, my main point is that like addressing your base nutrition is a lot more important than, you know, saying, I okay, you know, I'm not going to really worry about that and just getting a ton of, of supplementation in. Uh, I don't think you're going to be seeing the results that you really want. But, you know, I do think supplementation does come in handy uh, in those uh, in those things. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to actually uh, post below uh, a bunch of different uh, supplements that have been shown to, to be beneficial for helping with sleep and uh, some of my favorite products that I use uh, that help with that, uh, you know, and like I said, we've, we've kind of crunched quite a lot of things here, right? I mean, it, at least, I don't know, eight, 10, I don't know. I start counting the, the, the tips, but the point of it is that, you know, it, it's, it's the same thing as when we talked about nutrition and it's very easy to go like, here's all the stuff that you're doing wrong. Uh, and I was in that same boat, right? Uh, when I started going from like, wow, you know, my sleep is definitely not, you know, is, is, is horrible. Like, what do, you know, what I, what I go about it? And, you know, but I knew all the science. I knew all this. I mean, I read so many books, went to courses and you name it, uh, but it was overwhelming. And so I just started doing one or two things that started helping me out. And like I said, you know, six, seven months later, uh, like I'm probably feeling the best I've ever had because of uh, the sleep I'm getting. And it's been these, you know, it, my, my goal, for instance, in the last 90 days and the previous 90 days had nothing to do with, uh, I would say, body composition, right? There's no like, hey, I want to have six pack abs and this, that and the other. Uh, and, you know, uh, my, my training buddy is like, hey, man, what have you been doing? Like, uh, dude, you're looking like the leanest you've looked in a long time. What do you weigh? And I'm about 203, 204 pounds and, and, and definitely as, as lean as, uh, 
I've been in quite a while. Uh, and I started thinking like, man, what are, what are these changes? Like, you know, I, I kind of was like, well, what, what have I been doing? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm getting my morning smoothie and that has become a ritual in the last three, four months. And I've changed my sleep. Like majority of the rest of the stuff hasn't changed that much. Uh, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm PRing in a lot of lifts. I'm training less uh, when I, when it comes to like volume and duration than I ever have. And, you know, it's just like I'm more rested every day. Like my mind is clear every day. I mean, I can legitimately, you know, if you did a scale of one to 10, like, hey, you know, how, how do you feel when you wake up? I feel rested. I mean, for years, I would not feel rested when I got up. And now I do. So, I mean, this is my personal story. Uh, and, and that's why I wanted to share this and, and kind of like talk about the power of sleep and how it's not sexy. But man, is it powerful if you if you implement that? I'd, I'd have you consider that a lot of things will change in life if you make this a priority. But it's like there has to be intent behind it, right? It's got to be intent. Like you can't you can't make this uh, one of those things where uh, it's just gonna happen. You have to you know put things in place, strategies in place, and and be aware of it to uh, for it to become something that's actually gonna change, right? Just like anything else would. So with that said, oh by the way. Man, uh, uh, Sean, uh, uh, a great book that you want to pick up. Actually, I, I got it. Let me see if I got it right here. I do. Uh, sleep Smarter from my buddy Sean Stevenson. Great book. 21 Essential Strategies to Sleep Your Way to Better Body, Better Health, and Bigger Success. Um, has a ton of tips. Has a bunch of science uh, behind it. And uh, I'll actually put the link. I think you can get that book on uh, on the website. But uh, you can check that out and it is going to talk a lot of uh, go maybe deeper into uh, a lot of the things that I mentioned today. Um, and it's got tips behind every chapter on kind of like all of the things that I, that I went over. But I think it's I think it's powerful when you read through it and you go like, wow, OK, these are all the things that are happening because I'm not sleeping well. It, it kind of gives you a slap, you know, slap in the face and a wake up call. And I'm <laughs> no pun intended to, uh, you know, to, to change that in your life and, and improve it. And uh, like I said, look, let's let, let's look at it this way. You can go without food for a very long time and still live. I don't, I don't know exactly how long, but I don't know. It's like three, four weeks. Um, you know, you can't go without water for more than, I don't know, like a couple of days. And the reality is if you don't sleep, you die. And, you know, I think it's like the longest anybody's ever gone without sleep was like six or seven days. I mean, and they were out of their mind. I mean, like pretty much went loony and, and nuts. And, you know, science and research shows that even if you if you don't if you sleep uh, two or three uh, hours less than, than you should. So basically, if you sleep like uh, five, you know, just five or six hours a night, just a couple of nights in a row, it's the same as if you were uh, having if you had like point one alcohol in your system, which is crazy. Right. So think about that and, and how big of an impact that is. Take some of the strategies, like I said, always have an actionable step. So what we talked about today, like, hey, what is one or two things that you're going to implement, uh, you know, in your day, uh, in your evening, maybe creating a ritual that's going to help you improve your sleep? Uh, you know, write them down, make, make make a purposeful action step uh, that you will take and then start doing it and then just start building on it. All right. Check out all the different resources that I talked about uh, on the VigorGroundFitness.com forward slash podcast. We'll have all the active links to go out there as always hey i love and appreciate you guys for listening uh share you know share this podcast if you think it's going to help somebody improve their life in any way make sure you sign up and uh, subscribe on itunes make sure you go to youtube and sign up over there too please like it like i said leave an honest review either way 
We love reviews. We're always uh, going to send out some uh, packages for best reviews. Uh, and usually what it is is goodie bags of stuff that I love uh, to have that's helping me, uh, I would say, hack my life as much as I hate that word. <laughs> but uh, I'll see you next time on the Vigor Live podcast. Get your sleep. Get Be more rested for the next time I'm talking to you. Peace out.